Living Local, telling the stories that connect us. A United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County podcast. Hi there, I'm Katie Kuhn. In June, I had the chance to sit down with my friend Diallo Mayo. Diallo was, until recently, a community health ambassador and public ally placed at United Way to work on the Milwaukee Life Course Initiative for Healthy Families, also known as LIFE. We talk about his passions, his kids, coaching youth, cooking, his family, and his amazing story of being adopted and reconnecting with his siblings. I would describe Diallo as an iceberg. What you see above the surface is only a small part compared to what is underneath. Here's our conversation. So Diallo, tell me about your new job. Yeah, so um, through the awesome work that I've been doing here for the last two years, um, I was working with a nonprofit, the Parenting Network, um, doing things like school facilitation, making proud choices, curriculum, um, doing uh, some other facilitation in like fatherhood spaces and youth uh, spaces, and they liked the work that I was doing, so they hired me on full time as soon as I finish with my public allies year. And what will you be doing there? I will be a facilitator in their youth program department. So still doing some of the things that I'm doing now. I actually just got certified last week to become an official facilitator for the youth program department there. And what are the goals of that program? What what do they Uh, want the youth to accomplish? uh, Holistically, they want to uh, talk about healthy relationships and what that means in in our teens and more specifically to teach comprehensive, keyword, comprehensive uh, sexual education. What does comprehensive mean? Uh, so inclusive. On, on our part, that's being um, being able to do it with uh, fluidity and accurate information, making sure we're being accurate. And most importantly, it, it, the comprehensive is uh, being inclusive. So, you know, around LGBTQ issues and what that looks like, and just uh, of all ages and, and grade levels. How does that connect back to the work that you've been doing here at United Way with the Life Course Initiative? Yeah, so uh, life we're focused on, you know, infant mortality and reducing those rates. I think it starts first with education, and and one of my main job roles at the Parenting Network is educating on what it means to have a healthy relationship with someone you're in love with, or even what love looks like for the young men, what it means to be a man, a man in a relationship, and a family, in a community, that type of thing. And what we do here at United Way, me and the other community health ambassadors, we do things like table and events, um, where we go out, educate on infant mortality, and that type of thing. So it's just all uh, around the awareness and education piece. And so tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, what are some of your passions? What drives you to help the community? Um, well, it starts with my kids. Uh, my daughter, four-year-old, had her the summer before I started college. And then I just recently had a son. He's six months now. So um, it's, it starts there. It's uh, envisioning a future that you want for your kids and, and how can you be a part of that. And I just love kids. I don't know where that came from. Probably my own. Well, of course my own, but I just love kids. And I can relate with them, of course, being um, of similar age to them. And it's just hard to, I mean, it's easy to um, get through and talk to them. So that's really where my passion for uh, youth work comes from. And so you also do a lot of work talking to other fathers. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? What What are those conversations like? Um, so. 
one another reason why the Parenting Network hired me on is because there's only one male facilitator there, and there's other three other females. Um, so I would have been, they wanted me to be the second and of younger variety. <laughs> um, we go into spaces like uh, United Community Center. Um, we go to Walnut Way. We go into a lot of schools. Um, the Daily Reporting Center, which is for um, men who are on house arrest or that type of thing. And we, we have uplifting conversations on, you know, changing the way we think, which uh, changes the way we feel about our circumstances. Uh, what are morals, what are morals and values, um, the roles that a father and a mother can play and how they're intersection, that type of thing. So, And it's nice for me to come into the spaces, uh, of course, coming from a, a younger background thought process. And usually the men often have praise for me because they wouldn't expect, one, that I would have two kids, two, that even I have a lot of tattoos, and it's just like I walk in like a, a walk-in contradiction, but as soon as my mouth opens up, you know, it's attention, and I, I they say that I, I, I have value to the space and that type of thing, so I'm very appreciative of the fatherhood spaces specifically. They've helped me a lot. You know, with Do my you parenting. find when you're in those spaces, it's a lot of other young fathers like yourself? You're 23. Yeah. Um, or do you find that it's kind of a mix and leans uh, towards the older? Usually, um, on most cases, I, w I would be the youngest in the room, and that would be by like six or seven years. Is that uh, hard? Uh, no, but I mess well with a lot of people, so I don't I don't really see age as a, a barrier at all. I just see we're all human, so I get we can talk as such. But and, and in some cases, there are like uh, some fathers younger than I am or close around the age, so that that also helps. But it's it's all a good conversation when we're talking about uh, how to be a good man in society or just a good father, because we all been through some you know some challenging stuff, so. Who's to you know, who's to judge in those, uh, those situations? What has been the biggest challenge for you being a young father? Um, there's a few things. Uh, of course, no one looking at when when I was 17 or even younger than that. I was I wasn't thinking by the age of 23 I'll have two kids, or um, the time commitment that it takes. <clears throat> My daughter wasn't really in home with me. I didn't really raise her in home, but my son is, you know, it's like the first time I get to do that whole ordeal, you know, three o'clock in the morning, diaper changes and that type of thing. But the biggest barrier is really just, um, we talk about self-care a lot and public allies and, you know, taking care of two kids and, you know, going through the broke college kid phase and still a little broke now, but it's, it's all about taking care of myself so I can, um, better show up for my kids. You know, burnout is real, and especially in the nonprofit, it's just about being the best you for the best others, because that's really, really what the work is about, you know? It's not about you. You, you can kind of, I come to work often clear-minded, and I go through a lot of stuff. We all do, you know, at home, but we have to um, sometimes put that aside to get through to the people we're working with. In my instance, it's the youth, so. I, do, I, I try to do it very well because I just want to be model for, I notice this a lot in the youth, uh, it's hard to separate the problems with um, what they got going on as far as school, sometimes sports and even work, so, and I get asked this question a lot, like how do you balance, how do you manage, and there's really no easy answer just but to do it, and you know, it's all about thought process. Yeah. So what are some of the things you do to kind of practice that self-care? Uh, I have two dogs who keep me very active, as well as my daughter. Um, 
So it could be simple things like after coming home from work, going on uh, maybe an hour-long walk um, with the family. Uh, I, I love to cook, which is also another passion of mine. That's probably where I'm at my most peace. Uh, Shannon Reed, who's also, he works for United Way, he told me to, last year we wrote this card of three things that I had to repeat to myself every day. And one of them was to try something new every day. And um, that's what I've been trying to do. Um, either learn something new every day, uh, talk about something new, meet somebody new. Like what? Um, what, are, what have you learned or Well, uh, me and my daughter have been into a new fruit kick. We tried passion fruit, which is an actual fruit. I thought it was just a flavor, or yeah. it's an actual fruit. It's pretty sweet. It's good. She Lately, she just tried pomegranate for the first time. It was a bit messy. Uh, you know, you have to go through all that work just to get to that little bit of uh, <laughs> a little bit the of little heaven, seeds. right? Did but she like it? She loved the pomegranate. She didn't. She wouldn't too much care for the the passion fruit. But yeah, stuff like that, as well as um, I'm trying to read more. Um, I fell off with reading like back in high school, but picked up a few books on like breaking habits and um, things talking about like uh, how water and our bodies are connected and that type of thing. So that's so great. So you mentioned that you really love to cook, and I know that's part of you would love to weave that into kind of your future yeah. role and use that to give back. Do you want to explain a little bit? Yeah. So initially, I went to college for uh, psychology and sociology. I just love the way the brain works. I love uh, looking at why people come to the decisions that they come to. But I also love cooking at the time. So, and this is a, a concept that I don't even believe a lot of people are uh, thinking about, but eventually I would love to become a food therapist because for me, uh, cooking it was healing a lot, especially in high school and even in grade school when my mother first taught me how to cook. But I, I see the healing value in that. so. I want to incorporate it to incorporate that into some of the teachings I do because you know cooking is therapeutic. Not only are you feeding your body uh, good things on occasion, you know, you know how it is, but also it just shows like simple things like uh, completion. You can complete your own meal, independence, um, being able to do it yourself, um, that type of thing. I've actually worked with a few nonprofits around this, like uh, New Life. They have their farm fork. They just got a ten thousand dollar grant to redo their kitchen, which is awesome. Great. Yep. So I look forward to working with them in the future and continuing that. Do you take your daughter out to do good in the community, or how do you talk to her about your yeah. work? Uh, well, my daughter came last year. We have these service days in Public Allies where we will be out on the, it's usually on the weekends, we'll be out on the community doing uh, various things. Um, I took my daughter to one of them last year. It was, we were filming for United Way, the community health ambassadors were being spotlighted, so they were gonna film us doing like a cleanup, planting trees and that type of thing. I brought my daughter uh, because, yeah, I, she was just with me, but she loved it, and ever since that day, she was asking me, when can I go back to work with you? So I, I bring her up to United Way a lot. Um, she comes to Public Allies with me very much. She also comes, so she's almost been to every service day this year, and we've had like six of them. And that's doing things like uh, helping with a 5K, youth service day. Uh, we did Earth Day cleanup. Yeah, she's done a lot. <laughs> I think for Earth Day, it was her and another um, little girl. One of the allies had a girl about the same age. I believe they did like a whole garden bed themselves. Like, wow. Yeah, picking up wood chips with a shovel, wheelbarrow, that type of thing. So. And so do you want to talk a little bit about your background, your adoption, and kind of yeah. how your family came together? Yep. So uh, I have 
uh, in 2002, I first found out that I had three other blood brothers. Um, I was in Kenosha at the time, living in a foster home. The Mayo family who adopted me and my brothers, they found us and they were told that it's like a one in a million chance that they could have all four of us come together, but it happened. Um, we were spread out uh, with uh, mostly within the, um, around the region. Uh, like my brother was in Chicago or near Racine. Another was in Lake Geneva, so, but they found us all and they brought us together and we moved out here to Milwaukee and it's been nice. Um, I'm definitely blessed to have my parents. Me and my brothers are inseparable. We, our ages are weird. They're exactly chronological. So like 20, my brother's going on 24. I'm, no, my brother's going on 25, I'm going on 24. Brother under me is going on 23, and under that's going, he's going on 22. Yeah. And then you have sisters too, right? And we have two sisters we have never met before, but with all this ancestry.com, easy testing stuff going on, it definitely has been the topic of our conversations lately. Actually, we were just talking about it this weekend at my mom's wedding. So maybe trying to find them and, yep. and meet them. Yep, definitely. Wow. We want to know like who's older, like who's younger, their names, what do they look like, all that stuff, and um. We don't, we don't know when we'll start that, but it's definitely something we want to do. So how does your background, you know, growing up for part of your long, young life in foster homes and then being adopted and, I mean, just having a good number of siblings, mm -hmm. how has that inspired you to work with kids? Well, first, uh, it's, it's, uh, one of my mentors always told me, uh, your current circumstances are never definite. But in order to realize that, you have to first change your, it's all about the thought process. So for years, I struggled with the fact that my parents gave me up at birth. Like, what does that look like? How do you do that type of thing? And I changed that thought into how, how can I count my blessings? Like, what do I have to be thankful for instead of uh, looking at those negative thoughts? And, and I see that a lot in our youth is um, beating themselves up, not really celebrating the little wins, which sometimes it helps a lot. And, and I, and I want to be an example for that. So often I, I use my life a lot um, when talking or in spaces with the youth. I don't believe in um, fabricating and, and just being genuine, and, and that often helps. So, and from there, um, they respect that. And often they tell me that, you know, I learned a lot from you. Um, sometimes they can't believe the stories that I tell them, just from me standing in front of them today. but. And that's my biggest, uh, one of my biggest takeaways I want them to have from me is uh, changing our thoughts often changes the way we look at life and our situations where we are now. Thank you so much yes, for sitting you. down with me. I would love to talk to you for an hour. Um, <laughs> but thank you for sharing about your past and your passions and, and you know all that you do for the community. Yes, thank um, you. That was Diallo Mayo youth programming and prevention educator at The Parenting Network. To learn more about the work of The Parenting Network, visit unitedwaygmwc.org and visit our What We Fund page. Living Local is produced by myself, Katie Kuhn, Rebecca Schimke, Melissa Hannon, Brian McCaig, and John Waldebauer. A special thank you to Ethan and Maeve McCaig for providing the music and voice talent for our introduction. To learn more and support our podcast, visit unitedwaygmwc.org slash podcast.